Welcome to the Most Delicious Life podcast. You are joined today just by me. No guest. It's a solo episode day, guys. And it has been a fucking hot minute since we've done a solo episode. So I'm so excited to catch up and have a little bit of a chat. So I want to kind of tell you guys about my month of July because I don't think I've recorded a podcast since the end of June, which is actually wild. Obviously, we had all those incredible guest episodes, the ones with Grace, Maddie and Riley. They have been absolutely amazing. And if you guys would like more guest podcasts, please let me know because there are so many more girlies and maybe boys, we don't know, but there are so many more people that I want to get on this podcast. So let me know if you enjoy that type of format. But today I want to have a little bit of a catch up, talk about how I've been, what's been happening. And then I'm going to, in the second half of this episode, give you nine lessons that I have learned since I, since I last recorded an episode, because I just feel like July was a big month for me. July was a very, very big month for me. Not in nece- not necessarily in terms of like things that I've done. Um, like, you know, I haven't been on like holidays and been like busy in that kind of regard, but it's just been a big month in that I've been navigating a lot behind the scenes. Um, I think for a lot of July, I actually, I definitely spent most of July feeling quite in my victim, feeling quite disempowered and really allowing myself to take my own power away because it is actually so easy to do to get lost in our victim. It is so easy to, you know, fall into this trap of woe is me, everything's hard, I can't do X and Y and Z and da 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 da. And without, you know, changing your perspective, which generally comes from outsider input, it, it, it can be really, really difficult to get yourself out of that rut. But you will be happy to know that I have gotten myself out of that rut because even though I was personally feeling like things were heavy, I was still doing the things, you know, I was still checking, checking in with my coach. I was still, um, Sorry, someone just sent me a stupid fucking TikTok message. Um, I just saw the notification pop up on my phone. Um, Yeah, so I was still, um, you know, checking with my coach and giving her updates. I've still been a part of a business mini mind. I've still been doing masterclasses. I've still been having conversations with really fucking expansive people. I've still, I've actually opened up even more to my best friend because I was keeping things a little bit private and a little bit secret because I didn't want to know that her, I didn't want her to know that I was struggling with particular things. And I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it all because something that I've actually learned in this past month month, especially with the position that I'm in as a business owner, as a leader and, and, and as a presence on social media is that I don't actually need to be disclosing everything that I am navigating. And what I mean in that, it's not a fact of like, I need to keep secrets. I need to not talk about what I'm going through or the truth or anything like that. But it's actually like, what value is it going to bring you guys? If I actually haven't fully moved through whatever it is that I'm navigating. 
if, if I don't have a lesson to give you guys yet, what is my objective in, in actually expressing it? And I don't mean that like, oh, you know, I'm having a bad body image day. I'm, I'm never going to like post about it on social media. Like, no, that's not it. It's more the bigger stuff, the bigger moments of, um, you know, all the things that I'm not going to give examples of. Um, but yeah, it's all those, I guess, like bigger things that it's like, if I don't have a lesson to give you, what is my objective? And generally the objective is coming from a place of wanting to be soothed and wanting you guys to be like, wow, yeah, I feel the same. But the reality is, I know that people feel the same. I know that people struggle with the same things that I'm struggling with. You know, I actually know in my mind and in my body and in my soul that I'm not the only one struggling with the particular things that I'm I'm navigating. So I actually don't need to put it out there to be soothed. And, you know, I might talk about this in a month's time, in six months time, in a year's time. You know, it will probably be something that I do talk about in the future. But I just think for now, like, there are particular things that have happened in the month of July that I'm still processing. I'm still working through. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about my running journey. I want to give you a bit of a recap on that because yesterday, Monday, what was it? 31st of July, we actually hit 50 days. Oh my goodness. We have hit halfway, which is just freaking ridiculous. I or like, no. So here's the thing. I'm not going to say I can't believe it's 50 days. I never thought we'd hit 50 days because I'd be lying. Like the whole time I've done this running journey, I've known that I'm going to hit 100 days. Literally, there's not one cell in my body that has second guessed if I will do this, if I will do this challenge. Like, no, that's it's just not an option. It's not going to happen. Like I'm 100% getting to the 100. It's just not a question. But the fact that 50 days has gone so fast, you know, and I feel like I said this um, to my boyfriend at the start of the challenge that like 100 days will go fast. Like it will be gone in a blink of an eye. And it's reflecting back on 50 days. You're like, wow, yeah, 50 days has gone so fast. So I guess my lesson from that is just fucking start because the time is going to pass because the time is going to pass, sorry. And in reflection, time always seems so much faster than it does when looking forwards. Because think about this, you're driving or you're walking or whatever, you're going to a new location. You've never been to this place. There's a cafe in the, in the town next door that you want to go to. So you're driving there. The drive feels so long because you don't know where you're going, but the drive back home actually go so quick because you know exactly how to get back home. It's exactly that with every moment that you're navigating and 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 your decision making, whether you stick to the gym or not, whether you continue to meal prep on, on Sundays or not, you know, because you can look back and go, wow, I've meal prepped every single Sunday for the entire year, other than, you know, the one where I was away or whatever. Like there's always going to be those outliers, obviously. And you can look back and go, wow, I've, I've done all that meal prep. Or you could look back and go, oh, I'm still like kind of trying to work on that habit and it's not really sticking and da, 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 da. And yeah, it's not sticking because you're not actually putting in the effort to make it stick. You know, the, the wild thing with this running journey is that I don't think I've ever made anything stick so quickly and so, I guess, like so hard, really. Like, you know, I, I said, I'm going to run 100 days and... I just am doing it. Like literally there was no question. There was no second guessing. It was just like, okay, cool. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. And imagine if you had that type of energy with 
everything that you wanted to achieve. Imagine if you had that type of energy with, you know, eating breakfast in the morning, that type of energy with going for an afternoon walk, that type of energy with doing your skincare at nighttime. Like imagine if you had that let's just fucking go energy with absolutely everything because you knew it was going to move the needle closer to the human that you wanted to be. And we say the human that you want to be, but fucking hell, it is the human that you already are. You're just not allowing yourself to live as her yet because you're stuck in the past. One of the women I play soccer with actually asked me if there's every day that I don't want to go for my run. And like realistically, yeah, there's days that I don't want to run, but are there days that I am unsure if I'm going to get my run done or not? No. Absolutely not. Because I know in my body that I set myself a task. I set myself a goal. I will do that run every single day. Doesn't mean that I always want to do it, but that just means I get to go for a shorter run. Maybe I'll just go two kilometers. So (laughs) what I want to be really honest with you guys about though, is that the last 15 or 20 days, running has gotten so hard. And I really think it's my body catching up with me of the lack of rest that I've been getting. You know, I'm going to the gym four times a week. I'm playing soccer um, twice a week. Like I've got training and a game and then I'm running every single day. And, you know, maybe I'm going for a walk as well some days or I'm hiking a mountain. Like I'm, I'm an active person. <laughs> I'm doing things. So I, I really feel like, yeah, my body, the lack of rest that my body's been getting is kind of caught up with me a little bit. But I say that, you know, in the same breath, 10 days ago, I got my first 10 kilometers. So it's like, yeah, my body's getting tired and sore, but I can't let that you know, mindset win every single day because there is still obviously so much capacity within me to push to a certain degree and to to be able to go further distances. You know, um, a lot of my runs, you, they've, they've gotten a little bit slower. My average pace isn't as fast and that's okay because the reality is, is that I set this challenge up for consistency. I actually didn't set this challenge up to be doing more or faster or further. Like that's, that kind of stuff's just fun. Like hitting those PBs, that just gets to be a bit of fun, but it's actually not the goal. The goal is consistency. And I think a lot of people get caught up with this is when they start doing something and when they start being able to go bigger, go better, do more, whatever it is, because whatever the, whatever the task is that you're doing and you start to get these like little moments of reward, you know, like a PB or whatever it is, you get a good score at uni, you know, you almost become like obsessed with that. You almost become drunk on that. And this is where I think we build this like unstable relationship with gratification and also temptation, you know? And I think, yes, temptation is there because it's generally tempting you to do something that's not going to be you know, in alignment with you, but you're also tempted to maybe push your body a little bit further than it should be. You're te- or if your body is literally not able to be pushed, then then you're left feeling like a failure. And I guess that's where gratification comes into that. Um, I hope this is all making sense. I feel like I'm just on a ramble right now, but 
surely there's some juice you guys can take out of this. But with, with gratification, when you start getting some really positive results, you get that positive feedback, you get that gratification, you want more and you want more and you want more and you want more because it makes you feel good. You know, you, you lift 50 kilos for the first time on your squat. Next week, you want to do 52. The week after, you want to do 55. But we just know that actually that's not fucking possible. And then... When you're stuck on 50 kilos for four weeks in a row because you got some shit sleep, you've been super stressed, you had your period and, you know, maybe you're a little bit inconsistent or maybe everything went perfect and you just haven't been able to lift more than 50 kilos. That's so fine. But when that happens, you start to get frustrated and you start to get angry and there's this expectation that, well, I deserve I deserve to lift more. I deserve to run further. I deserve to get another PB. Where does that entitlement come from? Why do you deserve any of those things? What, because you put the effort in? So our mate over in the other squat rack, Steve, he's putting the effort in too. Sally, Sally on the jogging track, she's putting in effort as well. Everyone's putting in fucking effort. Why do you deserve it? You've put four weeks of effort in. Is that really what you want to, is that really the hill you want to die on of that's my effort? I'm putting four weeks in and that's my effort and I deserve the result. And I see this when I, when I work with my clients as well. And a lot of them, it, it, it's a head fuck, right? You're, you're investing in coaching and you want a result. You want a, a physical outcome. And of course, but you're searching for a physical outcome after two weeks. Two weeks. It's not very long. Just like, you know, 50 days of running. It's actually not very long. Where does the entitlement come from? Why do you deserve results after two weeks? Why do you think that's going to be results after two weeks? You have years of habits that have led you to the position that you are in and you think two weeks is going to undo that. Oh, it's some harsh reality time. And I just fucking love this so much. So I would really encourage you to check with yourself. Where are you showing your entitlement? Where is your entitlement actually stopping you from achieving the results that you could achieve if you dropped the entitlement and you just did? You just performed for consistency, not for an outcome. Something else that I've actually picked up lately is I've been getting into cooking and baking, which has been so much fun. I actually fucking love cooking and baking. Baking in particular is actually a skill of mine, um, but I just don't do it very often because I'm like, well, who am I going to cook for? Because when I think of baking, it's like cakes and slices and da 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 but I've actually just really lent in keep into keeping things simple and just to keep things fun. Like I literally have made plain pasta. So on the day I can mix in whatever ingredients I want. You know, I made plain rice so I can just have, you know, again, whatever ingredients I want. I can literally do so many different things with the rice. I made, um, you know, some, some apple slices, like just really simple things, but it was super fun to just like spend a whole day in the kitchen. And, you know, I think what you don't realize as well is like cooking is actually creativity. It's actually an expression. It's art. It's release. And I'm all about having an outlet. I'm all about having places that you can go and be creative or connect um, with something bigger than yourself. And like, you know, nature and exercising is one of those really big key things in my life. But, you know, you can't always go outside. You can't always exercise more. Like sometimes you're going for enough fucking walks. So baking has been a really, really fun and cool one. The other thing that I wanted to tell you guys about is the list that I made that of things that I've done to elevate my frequency. Now, I did post this on Instagram, but essentially 
on Monday, so yesterday, I wrote down a list of things that I've done in the past 24 hours to elevate my frequency. And these are all things that I I wasn't doing intentionally as like, a, oh, this is going to make me feel better. This is going to make me a better human. This is going to elevate my frequency or anything like that. But I literally, I just kind of got into this mindset of like, I need to cut my bullshit a little bit. Like July was heavy for me for a number of reasons, but because of particular things, I also played the victim. So I needed to get kind of honest with myself and stop fucking playing the victim, you know? So things that I had done, if you guys haven't seen the Instagram post, um, that elevated my frequency, frequency was meal prep and bake, increase my weights in the gym, spend 15 minutes in the sauna, started a conversation with a stranger. I went for a sunset walk with my boyfriend. I changed my workspace, which holy heck is literally life changing. And then I also listened to a masterclass. Now, nothing there actually seems that big or that crazy, does it? There are actually just these micro moments that I've been doing that make me feel like a fucking cool human. That make me feel like the person that I know that I am, the person that I've been suppressing in all of my emotions. You know, I've been allowing my emotions run the show and something that I wrote down today. Oh my God, you guys are just getting my full fucking brain dump. So hope you're into that. Um, but something that I wrote down today, where did I write it? Never let your mood dictate what you do. And holy ass had I been letting my mood dictate what I did. And it really takes your autonomy away from you. It really takes your power away from you. It's not about ignoring your mood, but it's about feeling your mood, seeing your mood and going, actually, I'm going to choose different and I'm going to choose to continue to act in a way that makes me feel like the human that I am instead of always, you know, instead of letting these emotions and these moods um, dictate who I am. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you might actually adjust your day, you know, so you might not be packing your day with a million different tasks and you might actually just decide to do a half days of work and that gets to be perfectly okay as well. But you still didn't let your emotion control the day because you made the decision to work half the day. And the last thing that I wanted to bring up before I go through these nine points of bits that I've learned in July is actually something that got reflected to me in a masterclass yesterday. And I was saying how this year has felt heavy, um, but I also, I don't want to say this year feels heavy. And I was kind of like talking to about this dilemma of like, this year feel, has felt so hard, but I'm also really aware of like the detriment of that kind of language. And essentially the girl running the masterclass said to me, by saying this year is X, Y, Z, or this thing or whatever it is, by saying something is X, Y, Z, you know, you are actually just like, putting that thing in a box when actually like, for example, the year's not even done. So if I'm like, oh, this year's been really hard, there's still five months of the year that this year could feel like the best fucking year of my life. You know, even if there was one month left of this year, so much can change in one month. You cannot put a label on something until it is fucking done. And even then, you might not get the lesson that you needed from that thing for like another six months or another year. 
And we're so quick to label something as a failure, as a setback, as difficult, as pointless, as a waste of time, as something negative, when in reality, we're just yet to find the lesson. When in reality, we're just yet to reap the rewards. So I really wanted to share that with you guys because I thought that was a really profound perspective. Alrighty, now I want to get into, I've written down nine different points of things that I've kind of just like really, I guess, like honed in on over this month of July. Um, and little little lessons, little tidbits, little statements. So buckle in, get your notepads out because I'm about to make you think. Point number one, everyone you've looked up to has had to push a boundary and ruffle some feathers. Because I have been having so many conversations with people that are afraid to do something, quote unquote, out of the ordinary. And it's generally only out of the ordinary because of the box that they're currently in, because of their family, because of their friendship group, because they have not met the people who are yet to expand them and show them that there is more. But everybody, the most successful people in the world, you know, they have done something that has pushed the boundary in their field to become the best in their field. The, the, the people that you see at parties and you're like, wow, they're so confident. Wow, they're so this. Wow, that person's so cool. Yeah, they've ruffled some feathers. Just because you like them doesn't mean that everybody likes them. Which takes me on to point two. Embrace your unique individuality and own your shit. Now, this is something that I've come into really fucking recently and I'm still navigating what that means for me. But I want to share the lesson with you guys so you can go and figure out what that means to you. So for me, owning my shit, this is like be more direct. This is get comfortable with actually saying what I want to say instead of like worrying about the perception, worrying about if people are going to think that I'm... um eloquent or if that I'm intelligent enough or that if they're going to like me, like, nah, bitch, just say what you want to say. Embrace how unique and individual you are because there are so many humans in this world. There is somebody for everybody. And that is why like there's not, a, there's not too many podcasts. That's why there's not too many online coaches. There's not too many teachers or freaking psychologists or doctors or nurses or whatever. There's not too many of anything in this world because everybody is so unique in the way that they do their thing, in the message that they have, in their reasons why. Number three, I cannot be wrong in my own eyes. I cannot be wrong in my own eyes. I just think this is so powerful because we make ourselves wrong in so many circumstances. Fucking all the time. You know, nobody else makes us feel more wrong than we do ourselves. And what does that actually mean for you? If you're the one constantly bringing you down, if you're the one constantly telling yourself that's wrong, that's not good enough, that's X, Y, Z, it's not other people's words. It's not other people's thoughts or opinions. It's your own. And it usually comes from a projection of other people are going to think X, Y, Z, so I'm going to nip this in the butt. But actually, all you're doing is nipping your own potential and making yourself smaller. Number four, if you do it or you don't, you will regret it. You know those decisions where you're flipping and flopping, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know what to do, what if I do it and it's bad, what if I don't do it if, and it's bad? Well, I'm sorry, but you got to make a decision and either way, you're probably going to regret something. You know, I'm not saying that in terms of like, 
oh, it's going to be bad if you do and it's bad if you don't. It's not like a damned if you will, damned if you don't situation. But it is essentially saying that if you want to take a risk, if you want to make a change and you don't, you are 100% going to regret that. But if you do take the risk, sure, there's a potential that you might regret it. But I also think there's a bigger potential that you won't, you know? Like for me, moving to Queensland, that was a big fucking risk. And that could have flopped on its head and I could have had to move home and whatever. But that also doesn't have to be a failure because that actually gets to get, that just gets to be a lesson. But in that situation, there's that decision of, well, I'm going to regret not going. But what if I do regret going because I miss home, you know? But also, what if it's the best fucking adventure of your life? What if, what if it's the best thing that you ever did? When I first invested in a coach, what if I don't get the results? What if it's a waste of money? What if it's bad and I don't learn anything? Okay, and what if you do? What if you do get the results? What if you do learn so much? What if you learn what you don't like in a coach and in support and in a relationship? You know, what if the experience actually was bad with that coach, but now you know what you actually need from somebody? Number five is actually something that I bought into my free um, chat community. So if you're not in that, what are you doing? I'm going to leave the link to that in the show notes. It is a free WhatsApp group chat where I bring in my own thoughts, my own questions. And actually, sometimes I end up coaching the girls because I just think honesty and vulnerability should be encouraged and almost like rewarded and I just think that so many people can learn so much more when we respond with more questions and understanding of a topic. So anyway, what are you normalizing? So for me, I feel like I was definitely normalizing um, business feeling heavy. I was definitely normalizing, um, you know, things being slow. I was normalizing my legs feeling sore when I was running you know? So normalizing is really just playing into this is the way it is and I can't do anything about it. When in reality, we know that we always, always, always have the power. Something you might be normalizing is, you know, the conversations that you have with your friends and that they always complain about their jobs and that's just normal and that's just okay. But actually that's bringing your frequency down. Something else that you might be normalizing is that I'm always tired in the morning and I'm always really struggle to wake up. So I have to have a coffee when in reality, like, could we audit your sleep? You know? So what are you normalizing? Number six, we are safe in numbers and it is scary to be alone, but it's scarier to not give yourself the space to find your fucking people. The amount of individuals that I know that are putting up with shit friends, shit relationships, that they're putting up with crap from their family. And it's not about cutting everybody off. That's not what I'm saying. But have you ever tried to stand up for what you believe in in those relationships? Have you ever tried to change the topic of conversation in those relationships? Have you ever tried to elevate the energy in those relationships? Or have you ever even thought about the fact that those relationships just might not be serving you to the optimal capacity right now, you know? A lot of these things that we've spoken about, like like number like point number one, for example, everyone you've looked up to has had to push a boundary or ruffle some feathers. And you might be thinking like, I don't know how to ruffle feathers. But that's also because you're not surrounded by people who are encouraging you to ruffle feathers. I spent quite a 
big chunk of time feeling very alone and very lonely in my friendships. All my friends were back in Victoria. The friends that I did have up here, I didn't have a deep, deep connection with. And I spent time feeling alone and I entered into friendships that were not beneficial to me out of a place of scarcity and fear of being alone. And as soon as I let go of that, as soon as I went, I'm okay being by myself, my best friend came into my life because there was room for her. I had capacity to give her the love and the space that that relationship needed. Number seven is you can always do more or do different. And I don't mean you always need to be taking on more tasks, but I mean, you can always be doing something differently. You know, you know, when you're like, oh my God, I've done absolutely everything that I could possibly do to get XYZ goal, to get XYZ outcome. I can guarantee you've never done absolutely everything under the sun to do to, 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 to achieve that goal because there is just unlimited, unlimited ways of doing things. Number eight is you once dreamed of being where you are now. And I think people get caught up with this one because you look at where you are now as like, an entirety as a whole, you might be thinking, well, I'm not earning as much money as I want to be earning, or well, I don't live where I want to be living, or I don't have the job that I want to have, but do you have the friends? Do you have the relationship? Do you have the health that you wanted? Do you have financial freedom that you wanted? Like whatever aspect of life it is, you probably have dreamt about it before. So like right now, I'm living in a dream location with a dream relationship with dream friends. I'm running my own fucking business. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. There are so many things that I dreamt about when I was younger. And of course, there are so many things that I'm still dreaming about and I'm still chasing. It doesn't take away from either thing. It doesn't take away from either option, but you actually need to Be fucking grateful for where you're at and for what you have and for the life that you are living and for the aspects of that life that you're living that are what you dreamt of in the past. Because if you don't lean into that gratitude, that girl, that person who dreamt those things, she doesn't actually know that you've got those things because you haven't gone back to her and told her, hey, we fucking did it. And then number nine, my last one, is one word and it's perspective. Because perspective changes everything. Do you have friends, family, relationships, colleagues, whoever? Do you have people in your life who can give you a different perspective? Personally, I have a relationship, multiple friends and, you know, online friends as well who can give me a different perspective when I need it. I also have coaches who have different perspectives to me and that's one of the main reasons why I invest in them because the result that they're giving me is a different perspective is a different outlook. And that is sometimes so much more valuable than any of this tangibility that we're looking for. Because self-development is actually what gets you closer to a goal. It gets you closer to the physical goal. It gets you closer to the physical goal, the nutritional habits that you desire, the waking up earlier in the morning. It gets you closer to the financial goal or the relationships that you desire. Changing your perspective allows all those other areas of your life to come in because the reason you don't have the things that you want right now is because you don't have the perspective to be able to hold on to those items 
to those concepts, you know, perspective, perspective, perspective. And all those people that we spoke about in point one, those people that you look up to, the only thing that they have different to you is a different perspective. Nobody is above or below anybody else in this world. Some people just have different perspectives to you and it makes them seem like they're higher and they're more holier than you are. But like I've said to my clients, you may look up to me because I have particular perspectives and, and you know, understandings of different concepts that you don't have yet, yet. But also I could have a conversation with a client and she could blow my fucking mind because she also has ideas and perspectives and concepts of things that I've never even contemplated before. And that's what makes humanity so fucking incredible. Look at the collaboration that we can, that we can have. So they are my nine points of things that I've really come into over July of things that are like going to fucking feel my August, bitch. I'm actually just so excited. The weather is amazing. (laughs) The weather is warming up. I'm sitting at my new desk with all this natural light, with all these plants around me. It's actually just the most incredible life. And I'm just so excited to be recording another podcast episode. But if you guys have anything in particular that you would like to hear me talk on, please come into my Instagram DMs. I would love to hear what you would like me to um, speak about and address because I think we will do a couple more solo episodes potentially going forward. If you did like this episode, do not forget to subscribe to the Most Delicious Life podcast and give us a rate and review. Also, if you want to share this episode with anybody, um, please share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag moi so I can hype you up and I can share the love. But I will see you guys in the next episode of the Most Delicious Life. Bye. Bye.